it was it my end? I think I've done it on my phone now. It should be better. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you've got the stuff from before. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Philippine asked me, how do I feel like the um, the women's team was received by sort of you know Man United fans. For me, I think it was well received. I think. Uh, a lot of people who go regularly to Old Trafford actually said to me, come on, join, you know, come and get a season ticket, come and go regularly. You know, it's an extra team to support. Uh, our very first game was against Reading. And this was at home. Uh, no, this was our second game, sorry, was against Reading at home. There's 5,000 people there. So I think it was, you know, really well received. Um, and I think it just keeps growing. We've just reached um, today a million followers on Instagram. Um, for me... You know, they've always been well received. You know, there's always going to be some people who will say things like stay in the kitchen, do this, you know, forget about the women's team. But slowly, slowly I'm seeing it build and I'm seeing more people come over from who, you know, follow from Old Trafford. You know, when I go to Old Trafford and, you know, I was really a person who I do still love the men's team, but I used to follow the men, you know, home, away, I go up to Newcastle, go down to Norwich, go over to Spain, Italy, you know, so I I really love Man United and the women's team now really have got that energy from me and I'm, and I'm more a fan now in a way of the women's team than the men's and there's loads of other people. Um, I think it was normal. It's strange because I... When I first went, I think, and I went to Old Trafford very young, so when I first started to go, it was, you know, like you say, you didn't know if you'd fit in, you didn't know if if they would accept you or, you know, you're not like them kind of vibe. But I felt, you know, when I did start to properly attend and attend on my own, really, and go into sort of a local um bar, pub, you know, near the stadiums, I did feel dead, you know, worried and, you know, nervous about, you know, are these people going to like me, etc. But I, I think me, me and my personality, it's I'm very open and very welcoming and very, you know, can get on with everybody. So I think that really helped me. So then when I started to, to go more regularly, you know, I, I started to see the same faces and uh, started to feel, you know, part of the family. And that's what I want and that's what all, you know, Man United women's fans want. Because that's what I feel with women's football. It is very much more chilled in a way. It's still that rivalry and rivalry is building. You know, Man United, Man City, Man United, Liverpool. You know, that that's the kind of like excitement that you want for the women's team and things like that. But I just feel like it's not, you know, a closed shop. It's not a closed shop. It's not, you know, I've been here supporting them since 2018 and you've just rocked up in 2022. So you're not allowed to, to support. No, it's everyone's sort of together whether you're a fan of 10 minutes or fan of 10 years you know what I mean and it is like that in certain places in Old Trafford but they can understand that if people feel uncomfortable because some sometimes there is like a bit of a environment where people judge each other and say well you've only been here this long and you don't know about this and you know but in the women's game it's not it's just everyone and we, we in the women's game I think we want more people we want doesn't matter if you're new doesn't matter how long you've been supporting football Whereas sometimes, yeah, you could say in the men's game, it's more about, you know, how long you've been doing it, how long you've had a season ticket. Whereas in the women's game, it's just new, fresh, exciting.
Yeah, it came about just through attending, uh, you know, the first couple of women's games and, you know, going there with, say, just one other friend of mine or not having another friend to go with. Because with the men's team, I think even if you don't go with a friend, there's always somewhere you can meet or, you know, some part of, you know, an atmosphere. You can Even if it's just hanging on the side, you can always be part of something. Uh, whereas the women's team, because it was really, really new, there wasn't that. And it was just sort of, even though, like I'm telling you, there's like 5,000 people, how many of those are people like me or wanting to go on their own? Or, you know, how many people probably want to go, but probably haven't got a friend to go with? So I think because I was a person who just sort of started going on my own kind of to, to, to men's football, I thought, well, we need something to, to unite everyone in the in the women's game. Um, and I had a flag from the men's football that I brought to one of the first games for the women just because it's, you know, you know United, sort of show, show your support. And on it, it said Sam Platts, which was a place that we used to meet. And it says Sam Platts Bar Me Army. And then someone actually said to me, you should do Man United Women's Bar Me Army. And then I was like, oh, that's great. That's fun. That's, like, exciting. And, and I think I just started to say it and, you know, I just started to sing myself at the grounds and people sort of generated towards that, um, wanted to be part, wanted to show support. I just started singing for players and shouting their names and shouting things and people were like, this is the energy we need, we need this. So they started to gravitate towards me and then that's when there's about three or four people and a group and a WhatsApp that we made and then more people started joining this WhatsApp group and then we just sort of said, we should call ourselves this and it just took off the minute like, and I don't know if you ever go to a lot of women's football, but the f- supporters and fans can sort of interact a lot more than they can do at, say, Old Trafford or any Premier League game or even, like, um, men's, you know, lower league game. You don't really get an interaction, say, with the fans um, as much as, I think, in the women's football. Um, so the, when the girls started to pick up, like, we were calling ourselves this, I think they loved it, they started to laugh and... I think it's just something that then just spread and that was it. We made our own Twitter, we've made our own Instagram, we've got a YouTube channel and it's just sort of grown organically and more people have wanted to follow. We've now got like over 100 members, uh, you know, signed up on an email membership list and, you know, we want to continue to grow that and sort of represent the fan base, like all of them, you know, you know, any issues that people have they come to us and you know we try to bring it to the club and speak to the club regularly and that's something that we um all of us at the Barmy Army you know whether you're a member or part of the committee that's something that that is key building communications building a community actually a guy and I don't want to say his name but you know he'll know who he is and he he actually stopped going to Old Trafford because of everything you said. It's too expensive. There's there's a sort of, I don't know, like a hierarchy kind of thing. But he says that when the women's team started and he's got a little daughter, he's just that's what he started to go to and started to, you know, like you say, find his love there. But what you said about the PSG Ultras, that is totally it. Like, they're just fans who want to support their club. And I think it's the fact that the girls and the, the players, you know, you have that relationship. You build up a personal relationship with them and... It just makes you want to 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 be there and support them even more. Because I mean, when I first started going, I started going as well with the men's team. But now it's like, if it's a men's and women's match, because of that connection I have with the, the players, I wouldn't want to to miss their matches. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, you definitely feel like you're that 12th player. You feel 
like, you know, if you're shouting and you're telling them, come on, run, score, you know, that they, they you know, you can shout at Old Trafford and they probably didn't hear. And even if 75,000 people are shouting, it's still maybe not that that feeling that they have. But definitely, like, watching the women's team, just, like, little things, like, you'll say to them, press, pass this ball, let, and, you know, it feels like you're on the pitch with them. You know, it feels like, you know, sometimes when we won the championship the very first year, I remember that it was the, like this game and we heard that Spurs had dropped points against Sheffield and we started celebrating and going mad and the, the girls came over like, what's the score, what's the score? Like, then we told them and then we're like, we're top of the league and all this, like we're going to win it. And they were all like, eh. and I was like, I feel so like emotionally drained, not emotionally drained, but I felt so tired. Because um, it was a long trip down to London because we played Charlton, so I got up in the morning, but I felt so tired. And it's like the players were like, "Why are you tired? You've not played football." But it's like the emotion of it is what made me tired. You know what I mean? It's it's like they took that energy. It's like I did play football, and that's the thing about the women's team that is just amazing. And you know, I don't really want it to lose that. I want it to grow, and I want it. I want everyone to know about it, but I don't. I think if you lose that connection that that players and fans have, um, then you know it'll lose a lot of its specialness potentially. But there's there's way that you can keep it going, and you know I think we've kept it going even throughout COVID. So you know it'll definitely still remain. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've definitely, what the main thing as well, we've kept in touch, all the fans. So all the Barmy Army, everyone who's members, are sent every game uh, a watch long so they can join in on Zoom and watch the matches all together. And when, you know, we've had different people from all over the world really watching because, you know, that's what it's, what it's about. But just, I think, interacting more on social media, getting things like, like I said, Zoom, YouTubes, um, Twitter, uh you know, Instagram, messaging them a lot, like sending messages through journalists, just sending messages through different people just to, you know, when they when they answer questions, you know, do you miss the fans? The fans have done this, you know. Um, what we've done a lot, um, and I don't know if any if you watch or see any pictures, at LSB there's a sea of flags. So the stadium's red anyway, but then there's a sea of flags, um in the terrace bit where you can stand and it's hanging up and there's just every player has a flag hung, hung up for them, you know, with a name on it and, you know, Man United badge and just like a little support. And I think they see that and they, they thrive off it. And, you know, if we can't be there, then, then this is us showing our support that way. And I know that like, you know, even other fans really appreciate it. The players appreciate it. And they just, you can just, you just know that, you know, I I feel like our relationship's really special. So, not being there is is painful. It hurts, but I think it's the same for them. And I think once we're all back, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be a mad mad time. <laughs> oh, 100%. I think someone like Greg Clark saying what he said, you know, not just about you know women's football and just what he said about. You know, black players, I think, you know, the FA, I think, have a lot to answer for. I think there's they're talking about doing this game plan for growth and in this many years we're gonna have this many black players. But I just think it's too it's not too but it's just it's just talk. That's what I see. I just see a lot of people talking. 
I don't see a lot of action. You know, they're saying by this time, and it's like, why is it by this time? Why is it not now? You know, and then you're seeing Greg Clark, and you're seeing, oh, potentially it's going to be a black man, potentially it's going to be this woman, but then at the same time, the person who's interim is just a white guy. So it's, it's, you know, I don't see there being much change. It'll probably be another white male who'll probably take over. Maybe a white female. That's a bit of progression, but you know, the board isn't diverse enough at the FA. So I think everyone's saying on the ground, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. But then you look up at the board, you look up at someone like Greg Clark, you see all the faces that are running it. It's all the same kind of face. So I think a lot more needs to be done. How how it's done, I don't know. Um, And it's probably on people like in that board giving up power, giving up power and not, not giving it up completely, but just giving it over, listening to different people, you know, but I think a lot of people are are happy, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that, but, you know, you're part of the problem in a way, it's it's not, and people say it's not okay just to, just to say I'm not anymore, you know, what what are we going to do to change, you need to actively get out there and change, I mean, if anyone looks on my Twitter, I've got, that's what I, how I wanted to try and do it, we uh, commissioned a a flag saying Black Lives Matter because for me, you know, like I said, there's a wall of flags and they're all red, but it was very important with, you know, what's going on, you know, George Floyd, it really hit me, you know, that especially during lockdown, everyone was watching and I think, you know, Donald Trump being in charge now, um, now uh, Biden's won and, you know, Camilla Harris is there and, you know, how can you believe that you're going to be it without doing it? And I think, you know, things like Man United are trying, but, you know, everyone can try harder. That's what I think. The other day, and it's just, um, I just had to sort of say what, you know, for example, show it back, you know, there was a Arsenal played Aston Villa and I think someone slipped over and, you know, everyone was laughing then, but then when a woman slipped over in the derby, oh, it's, oh, you're asking for equal pay. No, she just slipped. It's just... It's not, it's not anything, you know. So yesterday, Tobin Heave scored an absolute rocket of a goal. And, I mean, I was watching that with my flatmate, and he's not even really big, big football fan, big women's football fan. But he sat up and went, wow, look at that, because it's an amazing goal. And I think that's how you've got to go about it and show the positive, show, you know, someone like Tobin Heave, a massive name in women's football, has now joined Man United. It's now pushing Man United women's team up there and I think just interacting with people from the men's team not trying to force it on them um but not trying to force it on them but um you know just say I'm just out here supporting the women's team and you know if you want to do don't want to support it it's fine you know I'm not forcing it on you no one's asking you to go and watch it but just leave me to to support it why are you coming out of your way to say, oh, equal, no one's, you know, force it. You know, like I said, you know, I don't like golf. People say, you know, my flatmates like snooker. I just let them do that. I don't, you know, force, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that. No, I like to watch football. And now I like to watch my women's team. And I think essentially it's big accounts. Like, I, I don't know, I won't say I'm a big account, but I was, I was a person who went regularly. Like I was home away Europe. Like I've sort of said, I went to America to watch it, you know. and this is the men's team and now I'm watching the women's team and sometimes I feel like people might judge me 
because I'm not going to the Old Trafford as much, but I think I'm just doing what I love. So I love going to watch the girls now a, a, a lot more than the boys, and it's just the way it's happened. It's not like I don't support either team. It's just this is what's happened, and I think people probably respect it. I just say this is the way it is, and if you don't like it, don't let me sort of... I'm not forcing you to do watch the women, just leave people who want to. And then sometimes you do find people who will say, wow, that was a really good goal. And you'll say, well, come and support, come and do this, follow this page, follow us on Barmy Army, look at look at these other similar goals, you know, look at this player, you know, and that's just, I think, how... Oh, yeah, people might say that, but I don't think so, because I'm a real... I love Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. I'm really... I'm an Oli in. I'm a really... You know, I'm behind him. I'm behind what he's doing. I'm a big supporter of everything that he's doing. And I think he's really changed this team around. I mean, I got my season ticket around the same time Fergie left. So I've seen a lot of lot of bad football. You know, I've seen David Moyes. I've seen Louis Van Gaal. I mean, they weren't that bad. I've seen Jose. I just think it's people from above need to support Ali a lot more. And eventually, you know, for me, I think he's doing a great job. Obviously, we're not in a position right now where we want to be, but last year we did. We were in that position. We were in the Champions League. We're doing well in our Champions League groups. So it shows that there's that potential there. It's just supporting him in the right way, the way that he needs it. I think, yeah, I think it's. Oh, I think it's. It's the same. It's uh, the 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 feeling that a lot of people have towards Manchester United. It's the same now. It's now trickling through. I think our fan base is the same in a way. We support men and women. A lot of people that support the women support the men too. And in women's football, that probably wasn't the case. Um, but now it's sort of happening like that. And I think now that you're seeing that kind of Man United is hated worldwide kind of thing in a way, uh, whether it's jealousy, whether it's because we're a big club, whether it's like you say, now we're sitting top of the league. We've got Tobin Heath, we've got Kristen Press. And I get why she said it, but if you look at um, what Casey Stoney said, if you look at what Katie Zellum said, if you look at what Siobhan Chamberlain said, they've said, we get why you said it, but you've come a bit late to say it. And why weren't you saying that in 2018 when we formed? Why are you saying it now? Which I don't understand why she is saying it now. Um, but a lot of people are going to talk. But they said, like Siobhan Chamberlain said, that she was told when she joined that, um, you know, the reason why they didn't have it is because they didn't have the resource for it, whether that's true or not. You know, Man United is a big club, of course, they've got resource. But just at the time, it wasn't right. And so obviously the time when they've done it in 2018, it was the right time for them. They've got the same sort of complete, the same setup. Like, I don't think this even really happens at a lot of teams, but the same, you know, media offices, the same social media, the same, you know, psychologists, the same this. The only thing that is different that they have um are the um the coaches obviously you know the people who coach them on the pitch but other than that if they go in and they've got a problem with something it'll be the same guy who works with the men is working with the women and for me I think that's a really good way to do it I think it keeps you connected as a whole club you know there's a saying when it all when you know United have this campaign it's called all red all equal and it's and I feel that that is really epitomised by the way that they do treat the women's team because a lot of women's team are like a they'll have another company or they'll have a totally different offices. No, it's not like that with Man United. It is all as one. And you know, I see I see what Rapino's saying. You know, you need more investment in the women's team. And I think 
you know, a team like Real Madrid have just come in. Um, the way that Liverpool have a new training ground, but they haven't included their women. There was a lot of talk last year, you know, Liverpool men won the champion, won the Premier League, but their women got relegated. And, you know, the way that the, the stadium that they were playing in wasn't good enough. A lot of games were cancelled there. One of our games was cancelled there because, you know, the, the pitch wasn't good enough. And, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't good enough for women's football. So, yeah, Man United have come into it late, but they've come into it the right way. And I feel like now it's time to look at other teams and look at how they're investing. Are they investing because they want to and they want the women's football to grow or are they just investing because they have to do it? You know, Liverpool is sort of like they have to do it. And, you know, even though Liverpool are Man United's biggest rivals and, you know, I sort of giggle when I see them in the championship, it's not right. You know, this is a big team. You want Man United, Liverpool, Man United, Man City. You want those kind of matches all the time because you know that it's what's going to attract people and what's going to get people over and what's going to excite people. You know, loads, million people saw that Tobin Heath goal, you know. And I just think, and that's just a million people on Twitter. How many saw it on Instagram? How many saw it on TikTok? How many saw it? And so how big is that reach? Like you said, you saw the FA Cup final and you're in South Africa. So Liverpool, how many people are going to get that reach? But they're not treating it um, correctly. And I feel like this is where the energy needs to go. This is where we need to sort of stand up and talk. And the more supporters are doing that, like you say, but, you know, are people going to give up power? Are people going to listen? Who knows? Alex Scott. And I don't feel like, apparently now it's only 2% of the lionesses are from, like, black and Asian um, backgrounds. And I feel, for me, it's not good enough. I feel like there are a lot of good you know, people, ethnic minorities, black people in um, women's football, but are they just sort of like me? Are they just sort of, you know, the fans on the ground? There's a lot of good, talented, talented, talented black players that are very, very, very good. You know, Lauren James is one um, who's playing for us now, but then there's Paige Bailey-Gay who's playing for Leicester. There's uh, uh, Baba Gide who's playing for Liverpool. And yes, they're in like the championship then, the latter two that I've said, but you know, it's Ebony Salmon who's playing for Bristol, and I, I look at those players and think, why, why can't you get in the England team? What's what's going on? Especially someone like Lauren James, who is a name that is ringing around everyone's ears, sort of a bit. She was our top goal scorer last year, so I don't understand what's happening with that. But in terms of sort of getting into power, then getting into the men's game, or I, I just think it's the same. What I said about Greg Clark, people need to sort of. I'm not saying we need to sort of force the door, say, from the bottom up, but they need to realise that there, there has to be change. And, you know, whether it's through us forcing, then they sort of open it up a bit. But I feel like, you know, myself, there's other people that I know that do, you know, different podcasts and things like that. There they, they should be potentially more opportunities because it's been, it's been, you know... It's been the same faces, like we say, it's been stopped. So maybe there needs to be some kind of more initiative to, to make it a more diverse place. Not just men's football, but women's football as well. I don't know if you can add this, but black females are the most underrepresented fan group in the whole of, you know, so there's more Asian females, more... Uh, Indian females that go and watch football than black females. So definitely, if anyone wants to reach out or, you know, if I can be that driving force for 
for young black girls just watching football then or young or black women just watching football then you know it's it's be fantastic definitely that's what we want anyway but thank you for speaking to me and tag me when it comes out whatever you do you know when you put the podcast out just just tag my thing and i'll share it on all my socials and share it to everyone so and i can listen to it myself what can we sorry what what can we wish that we're back in stadium soon definitely and you know just definitely regular dialogue with the club more fans coming and supporting um and then hopefully in may we're all celebrating but who knows what we'll be celebrating. Hopefully it's something good. Top of the table. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be good. Wanting that. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you, bye. Thank uh-huh.